What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 388 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where we will be breaking down some of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. Who are we? Well, I'm your host as always, Tony Mango, and my co-host as always is Robert DeFelice. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Um, uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> It must be wild card night because you didn't even count us down. You jumped right into the intro. That's right. Yeah. Well, taking back. You know, I like to say five, four, three, two, one, but uh, five things don't necessarily equate to five things anymore. Sometimes they're three, and that changes things up a little bit. You know. So we're gonna talk about the table for five, and we're gonna talk about <laughs> NXT Takeover twenty three, and lots of different things that are strange when it comes to this. Good. Um, First things first, let's just go back in time to the oldest story that we got going on here, which was uh, the last of the bunch of Worlds Collide specials that they had done. They had done four of these, and this is going back to WrestleMania access, so that's kind of annoying a little bit because we knew some of the information and not all the information, and it was just the biggest pain in the balls when it came to a lot of these things, but... um, they did this all out of order, and even though the fourth day of WrestleMania access was when this happened, it was, you know, the fifth one came first and all that, and they ended things with Brands Collide, which they originally had called Brands Battle, and they changed it to just Brands Collide because, you know, why not do that as well? And that was a women's battle royal and a men's battle royal. Uh, first question I got for you is, uh, did you check it out? No, I did not. I, you know, honestly, I've been kind of just gauging my, will I view it, won't I view it on your opinion, and so far you've said that they're all pretty middle of the road, and I haven't gone out of my way for middle of the road. No, and you don't need to watch this one. It's, Battle Royals are fun, and there's like an inherent kind of fun quality to any of them, just because Battle Royals are cool, but nothing is on the line. Nothing really all that great happens, and I'm just going to spoil it for the people that, because I know nobody's going to really watch this and stuff, but the Women's Battle Royal was, in the order of their uh, entrances, Bianca Belair, Tainara Kanchi, Casey Catanzaro, Deanna Perrazzo, Io Shirai, Jessamyn Duke, Marina Shafir, Jesse Eliban, who's just going by Jesse now, which, again, typical, like, only one name can exist type things. Um, Lacey Lane, well, which I still don't understand why Lacey Lane has her theme song. It's like this generic production trailer music, and they need to change that immediately. Uh, Kavita DeVay was in there. I think she's a baby face now, which is strange. Uh, Kaylee Ray. Oh, yeah. Tanara Khan, she's like a, a heel again. She went from being a heel to being a baby face to being a heel, and nobody cares. Kaylee Ray was in it, Mia Yim was in it, Piper Niven, Raina Gonzalez, Aaliyah, Vanessa Bourne, and Tony Storm. And the person who shined the most, not in like the best performer way, but that they kind of treated as like a big deal was Raina Gonzalez. And it was just like, what the fuck is she making a big deal about? Just because she's like the tallest one or something, I guess. I don't know. But the eliminations were kind of strange. People got eliminated way before I thought that they would, and just it felt like it was like a test thing, just kind of like let's just do some random shit. Uh, Bianca Belair won by last eliminating Io Shirai, and 
that doesn't make up for her not winning the title, but I guess it's something. And, you know, uh, but did you know that she's undefeated? You forgot the... <laughs> there you go. And the men's battle royal was Arya Davari, the Brian Kendrick, Dave Mastiff, Drew Gulak, Fabian Eichner, who they announced as Fabian Eichner, and <laughs> I don't know if we're going to change his name around or something either. Eric Bugenhagen, Umberto Carrillo, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, Dominic Dijakovic, Ligero, Matt Riddle, Rinku Singh. I don't know how to pronounce this dude's name, but it was, I think, Sharov Gurjar. Uh, Roderick Strong, Wesley Blake, Steve Cutler, no Jackson Riker, uh, Akira Tozawa, Travis Banks, and Tyler Bate, no Trent Seven. Okay, so, so hold on. Before you go further, can I guess who won that? Go for it. With the, with the die jack? Nope. Really? Who was it? I'll give you two more guesses. Okay. Um, Matt Riddle. Nope. Uh, one of the coffee boys? Roderick Strong. Oh, I like Roderick Strong. Yeah, hell yeah. I thought after they, because I didn't know who was in this uh, beforehand, because this is one of those matches that nobody reported on the entire internet. They acted like they just were a void. I was like, oh, Dijakovic's in this. Okay, he's totally going to win. And then two people later is Matt Riddle. And I'm like, oh, okay, fuck. Well, it's going to be Dijakovic and Matt Riddle in the end. And not that long into it, they're gone. And I'm just kind of thinking what the fuck is happening here? Like how, how are uh, Tyler Bate and Roderick strong <laughs> in the end of this with Rinku Singh and Gurjar and whatever. And those two are a tag team and the one eliminated the other one. Like they just started fighting each other and stuff. I've never seen those two before. One of them in particular, I think it's Gurjar is like real fucking tall. So, you know, that, that's the reason why they like him and everything, but uh, that was kind of interesting. And there was a fun little part in this where uh, at the very beginning where Bugenhagen and Matt Riddle are on the outside and Bugenhagen pretends to give a guitar to Matt Riddle. So they end up having a jam session around the ring. <laughs> but I, I like Bugenhagen. He's going to be fine. He's very dangerously heading in the Adam Rose, No Way Jose territory. But if they can avoid doing that, then then thumbs up. Uh, this was a more fun thing, and uh, I like the ending of it with uh, Strong and Bait. They ended up having a really good like back and forth of like who's going to win. And if you're going to check out either of these, check that one out. But to be perfectly honest, you don't really need to check that out either. So that's Worlds Collide. It's four special events that they did during WrestleMania Access, and none of them were really something that was can't miss. But at the same time, hey, if they're going to do some matches during WrestleMania Access, that's cool. And if they're going to record them, that's even better. And if they're going to air them on the network as, like, something special to showcase, you know, this is the first time that I saw Singh and Gurjar. This is the first time that I had seen um, Jesse, oh, not the first time that I've seen Jesse Alabama, but, like, I haven't seen Jesse Alabama in a long while. And that's good to get those people a little bit out there. Problem being... Don't advertise it as being also including the main roster if you have, like, no main roster people in there. Because there was maybe, like, three matches that included somebody, and that's really kind of pushing it because it's like, Nikki Cross is a main roster person. Yeah, tell me what roster uh, she's on. 
you know? Apparently she's on Raw now, according to main event, but... Um, oh, good. Like, we're like, figuring that out. Yeah, that's tangential uh, type stuff, but... um, The most interesting thing I thought about this that was like, it's going to get lost in the shuffle and nobody's going to ever pay attention to it was they were kind of doing this thing where it was like the 205 Live people and the NXT people and the NXT UK people were kind of like huddled together a little bit. And fucking Dave Mastiff is just hanging around the NXT and 205 Live section. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Dave, move to the other side, fucker. Every single person is in their group and you're just kind of like looking at the NXT UK guys going like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> it's just, I don't know what Get, like the wires got crossed in his head on that or whatever, but I thought that was really funny. But I wouldn't I, recommend him. I I would say if you really are needing some background stuff, put on the Worlds Collide stuff. But other than that, if you're trying to like budget your time, don't waste it. I like it in theory, but none of it grabbed my attention. I like the name. I like that they're adding these things on there. And if you are somebody who's a big fan of it. And you you just can't get enough uh, WWE stuff, then you know, then it's positive. Like, there's no negative for this. That's a good way to look at it. Outside of the fact that it's more fucking work for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's just. But hey, you know. yeah, I often wonder if you know, twelve year old me would have just loved everything being put out. Yeah, that's tough because I mean, I'm judging based off of Monday Night Raw, and that's it. And then eventually, like, hey, we got SmackDown, too. But SmackDown didn't even really come about when I was still watching it. So that's still kind of like, hey, I've got two hours of Raw per week. That's my WWE fix. Now, if I were a little kid, would I be, like, you know, hooked to the WWE Network and watching old matches much easier? Because I used to rent old tapes and stuff, you know? And now if I could just put on WrestleMania 4 or something, like I, I probably would have been really goddamn annoying as a kid. <laughs> I, I mean, I was as a child, and it drove me nuts that I didn't have like so many years. There were so much gaps in my tapes. So I know like I would have loved the network for that. I love the network for that now. But to think, you know, if I wanted a fix of these main roster guys and I wouldn't have to watch Velocity on Saturday night at 11 o'clock. I could just throw on the network and watch Worlds Collide. Like, there's a market there for somebody. Somebody's watching their favorite sleeper match of all time at a Worlds Collide and we're not seeing it because, you know, we're older and kind of jaded, you know, but There's a new Cameron that's gonna say Kaylee Ray versus Candice LeRae is the best match ever or something. Yeah, like somebody is going to say, "Oh man, when I watched that DiJack versus Harper match at Worlds Collide, I wanted to be a wrestler." I mean, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so that one's uh, that's that. That's it for the Worlds Collide ones. No more talk about that over the next coming weeks. Unless they just decide to fucking change it. I don't know. They could be like, hey, Worlds Collide's going to happen before Money in the Bank. And I'll be like... Worlds Collide, the missing matches, the ones that... <laughs> yeah, because they didn't do all of them, too. That's the other thing, yeah. They might. I don't know. We'll see. But I think that that's it. So I would say thumbs up on the concept, thumbs down on the execution, thumbs in the middle as far as... If you want to check it out, go ahead and check it out. But speaking of the network... 
let's talk about another network, the Global Wrestling Network, which really never should have been called that because very quickly into calling it the Global Wrestling Network, they stopped being Global uh, Wrestling Federation. So now they finally decided let's change that up. And going forward, it's going to be Impact Plus, which the first thing I thought of was everybody wants to be something plus now. It's Disney Plus and it's uh, I mean, even Screen Junkies had Screen Junkies Plus for a while, you know? I like the name. I like that it's finally in sync with their brand because unfortunately they probably put a lot of money and technology into the global wrestling network app. And, you know, they thought, okay, we're going to be global force. We're finally getting away from impact wrestling. And, you know, this kind of weird black cloud that is impact. And, you know, unfortunately they had to keep the impact name due to the lawsuit I I like it. Here's my catch. They're doing a live special every month. It's only $8, so it's like cheaper than the network. Put the pay-per-views on your damn streaming service. If not immediately, the next day access. Here's why. I will not pay $40 for a pay-per-view in 2019. I, I won't do it unless... and. Sorry, TNA, but unless it's double or nothing or, you know, an all elite thing, I'm not paying $40 for a show when I can get every WrestleMania ever for 10 bucks. I'm not paying $40. Well, that's what's one of those things that I think that they need to just like swallow that pill is when you're doing because like how much is it for double or nothing when you get the star cast and all that? It's like 50 bucks, right? Yeah, and I mean, the when you order StarCast, you're getting, you know, a credit to your fight account, so you're going to get some money off. So, like, grand total, you get all the StarCast week stuff and double or nothing. How much is For it? For probably maybe 70, 80 bucks. So that's a lot of money to spend. And but it, it didn't you're used getting... to be like, you know, back in the day, it used to be that you'd spend 60 bucks for a pay-per-view just outright or whatever. But, you know, but you're getting 200 shows with the StarCast shit because you're getting like over 100 and 100 plus stage shows and you know, you're getting hours and hours of content. And it's, it's worth yeah, you're it. getting more than just the pay-per-view. And eventually, if they start doing, like, they can't do a star cast for every single one of these. Yeah. And, you know, Fighter Fest isn't going to have a star cast before it, and Fight for the Fallen most likely isn't. So I hope they do. When they run out of doing these star cast things, then AEW is going to have to be like, all right, we're, we can't charge like 50 or to 100 bucks for these. We have to do 20 bucks for a pay per view or something like that. Impact is impact. It's like you don't charge 40 bucks for a thing that nobody's watching. And if you've got this impact plus thing that you want to get people to sign up for, who in the world is going to spend 10 bucks a month and 40 bucks a month? Spend 50 bucks a month to get access to your stuff? No. The WWE Network has infinitely more stuff and it's 10 bucks. Yeah, which is my whole issue. Now I'll say... The library of Impact Wrestling is their draw as well. 
when you think about the fact that you can look at early David Vader Styles, probably Kurt Angle in the greatest run of his career, you know, the final, the real final days of Ric Flair, the real final days of Mick Foley, you know, you get to see all of that. And I don't think that it's worth it. I mean, they, if you're a fan of Impact, then it's worth it. But if you're somebody who they want to try to bring in like new people, I don't think anybody's going to actually sign up. You don't think so, even with all the success of like, hey, come watch AJ Styles when he was really good. No, because I think people will just Google it. Fair enough. But at least it's a good name change. Like, you can't be called Global Wrestling Network and not make it seem like you still haven't moved on. And this should have happened a long time ago. Like, they should have had that, like, because they could have just called it the Impact Wrestling Network, you know? Yeah, I'm glad that they don't use the term network, though, because for me, that's a very WWE thing, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, when they were doing the Global Wrestling Network thing, and then they, they had to have known when they were fucking around with all this that they were getting into these litigation issues and it was going to be like, well, I don't know, we really don't think that we're going to keep this GWF thing going forward. And at that point, I would have been like, look, we're not going to end up being GWF. We shouldn't call this the Global Wrestling Network for any reason, because that's sort of like, um, I don't know, like uh, continuing the TNA name. Like, you're not TNA anymore. You're Impact. So I would have gone with the Impact Wrestling Network from pretty much the start and then if they wanted to switch it over like i like impact plus better and then you switch it over to impact plus you know and then at least it's not going like well we have this product for like two years or whatever that points to our old failed business name that we tried to get away from yeah you know i would suggest really i think they should have stuck with the tna name you can say what you want but i think calling them impact wrestling is dumb like even AEW with all their progression still has a three letter acronym. Well, that's where yeah. they should have gone with like I don't know, like uh off the top of my head, like Impact Wrestling something IW it just let's just say Impact Wrestling Entertainment. They shouldn't have done that, but if that's that then it's IWE. Like that's how they should have branded it, I think. I agree. Impact Wrestling Federation, IWF. There you go. I agree. But no, they're the Global Wrestling Network. <laughs> yeah, just uh, it's a good name change, and it's a step in the right direction. It's just, unfortunately, not as many steps as they need. And I'm still just waiting for that time where it's like Ring of Honor is doing some stuff. AEW is making a lot of headway with just nothing. Like, they've got nothing, and they are still the number two. Do they have nothing, or do they have Neville? They've got Neville. So they got at least the 77th level. But uh, it's weird to think that that's the case, to be like, well, everybody's investing in AEW. They don't have a ring yet, but we'll see. And then Impact Plus is like, we've got a network. And you're like, yeah, shut up. Like, he's kind of like, you know that Simpsons joke of the... uh, like the little um sheep at the petting zoo and it comes by and they're yeah. like oh then the other sheep comes by oh then the littler one oh then the other one comes back and they're just like get out of the way 
that's like anybody who's like, oh, I don't watch WWE. And then it's like, oh, I watch Impact. Oh, that's great or whatever. Then it's like AEW comes along and they're like, yeah, fuck Impact. <laughs> just sort of, uh, is what uh, it is. But we're not done talking about non-WWE stuff. We have New Japan to talk about. Uh, Chris Jericho is going to face Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Dominion. And uh, that's happening. Did, that's... did you watch the video package? Nope. I... You know, you really should just because I know you don't like modern Jericho and it's it's so crazy what he's doing with the makeup and stuff. But you can tell he's having a good time and the people, they buy it, they're into it. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins only because you just never know with Chris Jericho. I mean, if the match is awesome, then at some point after it happens, I'll probably try to find it on YouTube or something. But I Actually, when is Dominion happening? June 9th, so it's, what, two days after Saudi Arabia? Oh, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to watch it then. Because <laughs> if it was going to be on a different time frame, then I would have been like, you know, maybe I'll check it out if I can or something. But, yeah, after the Saudi Arabia show, that's going to mess up my sleep schedule even more. And, nah. Yeah, you want to do a Japanese show on top of that? Yeah, you that's where. Like, four in the morning? Yeah, because the Saudi one's probably going to be something like that, too. It's going to be like 9 in the morning or something, I think, that they did the last one. I don't remember yeah. how the time zones work, but... So that's going to be like... My very little sleep schedule is messed up even more. I don't want to throw a Japanese show on top of that, but... Yeah, if it's great, and you and uh, Callum want to review it, then, uh, hey, Dominion, possibly review coming up on moment in some fashion. There's a strong chance that Callum and I watch together. And we end up, especially if Jericho wins, we will end up reviewing the show. Yeah, so go ahead and wait for that, everybody. Oh, you can't really do anything else but wait because it's not happening yet. So <laughs> it's not like go ahead and check that out right now. You know, uh, let's talk AEW. Uh, we know that they have changed the over the budget battle royal for Double or Nothing, and it's now going to be called the Casino, and then in parentheses, Battle. Royale. So obviously I'm a fan of this because Casino Royale is one of my favorite Bond movies. And that's a pun based off of that. So you're throwing a pun about a Bond thing in there for wrestling? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Like uh, have Captain America say it next or something? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just going to then feed me pasta and pizza and then you're good. Like, that's great. And we have new rules to go along with that, but. Before we get into the rules, what do you think about the name? I love the name. The Casino Royal movie is one of my more favorite Bond movies. It's one of the first Bond movies I really remember being intrigued by. And I, I love the name. Although, when you get into the rules, you'll understand why I think it should be called the Blackjack Battle Royal. And that that's a good name, too. Because it is going to feature 21 wrestlers. So there's kind of the blackjack type thing already. And it's sort of Royal Rumble rules. They're going to start off with five. And then three minutes later, five more are going to come in. And then three minutes later, five more and so on. And then eventually uh, the lucky number 21 is the one who comes in last. So it's essentially the Royal Rumble, 
But instead of having one by one every minute or 90 seconds or something, it's groups of five every three minutes. It's a different way to try things out. And if it doesn't work, then I'm sure they'll tweak it. Yeah. And it's a one-time thing. You know, they're not going to go back to Vegas anytime soon, presumably not this year. So they have time to finalize their idea, should they want it. And we still have the same people, I think, as we did last week. It's Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Joey Janela, MJF, which if I remember correctly, MJF was a dude that I liked a lot in All In. He's like a real cocky son of a bitch, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think I liked him. Uh, there's Sonny Brian Kiss. Pilly, yeah, Sonny Kiss, Brian Pillman Jr., Glacier. Oh, That's yeah. That's funny. Uh, Kip Sabian, Ace Romero, Sonny Days, and Brandon Cutler. So I know some of the names. I mean, obviously, I know Trent Beretta. I, I Now I know Joey Janela from All In, MJF, uh, familiar by proxy of Brian Pillman Jr., but I haven't actually seen his work that I can remember. Glacier's Glacier. But, like, I don't know, for instance, like, Brandon Cutler. Name does not stand out to me. I don't know him. I believe he's very basic. Yeah, we'll see. But... Uh, that's at least a cool little tweak to that. I like the new name and I like the, uh, the rules kind of interesting. You know, this AEW, you're going to see a lot of these where it's like, let's try to get our own gimmick matches, our own Royal Rumble, which is exactly what this is. Yes. There's waves of five people. Instead of it being, you know, one by one by one. But it's still building up to the lucky number 21, which is great. I wish they would say hit me every time they load in an extra five guys. But it'll be fun. I think if I had to guess, I'm saying MJF. Well, there's still 10 more spots. So who knows who ends up getting in that. Could be John Moxley or something. Let me take that back. CM Punk wins with that. Uh, what else we have going on here? Bray Wyatt has said that he left a secret message in a bunch of his old promos, and that nobody's really found that out yet. And uh, he's gonna reveal he's gonna reveal this uh, next week. Next week on the Firefly Funhouse, which uh, R.I.P. Rambling Rabbit. Yeah, what the fuck? It, he only made it on one appearance. Yeah, we hardly knew ye. You rabbit. Uh, You've got at least the slight edge of that you don't talk ill of the dead when it comes to uh, the end of the year awards and the best ancillary characters. <laughs> Those characters are on there. Like there are options if people want to pick them at the end of the year. The best extra character could be Abby the Witch or something. Um, but I'm really curious what this secret message is, and I'm like of two kind of minds when it comes to this half of me says that's really cool that he had the uh, uh like the foresight to kind of say i'm gonna add one random sentence that doesn't make any sense and it's gonna build to something and another part of me goes yeah but you know what all of his promos make really no sense and i bet you when he reveals whatever the secret message is it equally doesn't make any sense and it's just gonna be like the random assortment of other things that he could have done in other promos. It'll be like, I'm just saying, let me in 
the devil has a, a postcard with your name on it and sunrise and uh, the afternoon is great uh pineapples are awesome and i can't wait to check out the avengers or like you know it's just kind of one of those things where it'll be like oh great that was your message cool something something cult something abby you know i said that a lot tonight i'm sorry i'm tired apparently when i'm tired i just blurt out the phrase you know but bray wyatt as long as you don't say to be honest (laughs) (laughs) well to be honest with you Tony, (laughs) i really think that this bray wyatt character i'm very intrigued to see who he attacks first you know like that's where i'm at with it like I get the gimmick. I get that he's like a cult leader for children, which sponsors say is a no-no, but they sure haven't been backing down. Did you see the look on the children's face at the end of the promo today? <laughs> that was funny. Um, that one kid like falling asleep on the ball. Yeah. I think, you know, it's going to be something, maybe it's something that we always knew was there, but it was just like, it was so what is this that we'd never paid attention to it? I'm curious to see if this is actually something that he did as opposed to that. He watched his old promos and said, I can take this and make it something, you know, either way. I think the, the creativity is there and which is really fun. Yeah. He's trying. We'll see if he executes it. Well, I want Bray Wyatt to attack. A main event guy. I want him to be a main eventer immediately because otherwise there's no point. I want him to attack a heel because I don't think that anybody would see that coming. I I gotta admit I would not. Like, not necessarily this person, but like, let's just say middle of nowhere, he just attacks Bobby Lashley, and it would be like what? Like, yeah, he I thought that he would attack Seth Rollins, you know, that type of thing, and it's like, nah, just. Fuck you, Baron Corbin. Or you know what I mean? Like just like something like that. Even better if he were to attack somebody who's not a main eventer just to make it even stranger. Like who's like a lower kind of heel? Like Mojo Raleigh comes out and you think that the segment is going to be about his whole like oh, I'm looking in the mirrors and I'm whatever bullshit. And then Bray Wyatt attacks him. That'll be like, huh? It'd be really cool. But a whole attack like Seth him. Rollins and fight him for two months. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the other way. I think he attacks Cody Kingston. Could do that. Yeah, they are running these on both shows. And now we're in a spot where <laughs> brand splits card. don't matter. But we'll get into that as the main section for this. Um, Before we could do that, we got two other ones to talk about. One of them being that they have finally decided, hey, let's take that uh San Jose thing that was originally... I little backstory. Originally, when I saw this at the very beginning of the year, I had checked Wikipedia and I had cross-referenced a couple things and it was listed as NXT TakeOver San Diego. So I had put up templates and did my whole thing and it was NXT TakeOver San Diego. And then it was like, oh, no, that's actually a typo. It's San Jose. And I'm like, fuck. All right. So all my links on the website needed to be changed from San Diego to San Jose. And then it became, eh, we're not going to do that on, uh, on June, whatever it was, June 8th or whatever. 
we're going to switch that over and it's going to be maybe June 1st, but we don't have a name for it or a place, but we're doing a live event on that area and that's going to be Fort Pierce in Florida. I'm like, okay, well then I'll change it to NXT TakeOver and it's in Fort Pierce, whatever. And then it goes, or it could be uh, Atlantic, Georgia. It's like, well, you're, stop fucking me around here. And then it goes, ah, it's Bridgeport, Connecticut, and it's going to be called NXT TakeOver 25. It's like, okay. It's the Webster Bank Arena, June 1st. And there's a couple interesting things about this. We know two of the matches on the card, and they've already done all the tapings that'll lead up to it. So three more matches are going to be announced through extra stuff. There's a potential for uh, the North American title to go one way or the other. I'm not going to spoil between those two, but Velveteen Dream could fight one person that was being set up already or this new person who is being set up. I think it's the new version. Spoiler. I think it is too. I think that they you're just ditching the previous one and you know, whatever. Well, everybody also, has the previous I, I one hope, by now. The previous one's Dominic uh Dijakovic, but I hope that the new person wins. I kinda I want, do too. I want the new person to succeed so bad. Yeah. I kinda I kinda want that too. As much as I love Velveteen Dream, it would be kind of interesting. And we don't really know exactly what's happening with Shayna Baszler, but we kind of do. It's pretty much going to be Io Shirai, but maybe they switch that around too. And we're going to see about a couple different things there. But um, the NXT TakeOver 25 name, I like it and I hate it. I like it for the fact that it's simple and that they didn't go with something like NXT TakeOver Respect, which I, I still hate that. It's my least favorite out of all of them. But the fact that it's NXT TakeOver and then a number kind of defeats the purpose of the TakeOver name to me. Well, I think it's it's fair for just the one. Because remember, these were initially kind of like in your house. Where they just had the tagline based on whatever the main match was. Where it was like NXT TakeOver Rival because it was Kevin and Sammy. Or NXT TakeOver Respect because it was the women in the Iron Man match. You know, so at first there was a outside point to this. Well, I like the takeover name because it's like we're taking over and then the location. So that's why I've never liked NXT TakeOver War Games. Because to me, it should be NXT War Games. That kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Well. Like, so this should be like NXT 25 or something. I don't know. NXT Arrival 25 events later. Well, not NXT Arrival, but, like, maybe they need just another name, like, instead of TakeOver or something. Like, maybe that's the thing. I've never liked the TakeOver name 100% because I don't like how it's Take and then capital O over and, like, that kind of thing. But when it's, like, NXT TakeOver Dallas, it's like, oh, okay, NXT is taking over Dallas. When it's NXT TakeOver 25, it's like, yeah, we're going to take over that 25. What? (laughs) Like, it's just... But I'm... So much cooler with the name NXT TakeOver 25 than I would be if they named it something really stupid, like NXT TakeOver, uh, I'm trying to even think of something stupid. See, my brain tries not to think of dumb ideas, and that makes it even harder. <laughs> uh, what would be a horrible name for it that they could go with based off of this? Well, you know what? They could have done something. I would have been okay with this in your house kind of mode if it would have been NXT TakeOver Undisputed. I like that. Then I would have been okay with it. But in that regard, they would have needed to book one of the matches that I don't think 
they necessarily are going to. It's kind of up in the air. But it would be Matt Riddle and um, Roderick Strong. Because you would need all four members of the Undisputed Era in this for it to be called that. But well, hey, you know, maybe that's the next one. Maybe, what what is the next one? It's Toronto, I think. Yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, so maybe they rename that. Maybe it's NXT TakeOver Undisputed or something. But at least it's not NXT TakeOver Era. <laughs> it very well could be. I like you the know, simplistic logo design, too. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of 25. I guess because 25 is the silver anniversary, so it's a very easy logo to do. Yeah, I mean, they didn't try hard. I mean, I could have done this one. But that's you, okay. You think they were sitting around like, we need to come up with a name for this thing already. It's due in like 20 minutes. <laughs> kind of. I think so. But you were saying before we started uh, recording this that you were surprised that they had only done 25 of them. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing this forever. And I guess I just assumed like there's been 50, even close to 100. And when you really stop and think about it now, they've only done 25. Yeah, because they've done pretty much four or five a year. I think it's been five a year. Remember correctly. Um, I'm almost certain it's four. Because I kind of remember them doing like one off, like one oddball one before like Money in the Bank last year. And then another one before some other kind of event. I don't know. what The point is... They did 25, uh, 24 before, and now they're doing 25. That's right. So and that's, I think it'll be the best takeover yet. I'm going to wait until the card actually formulates before I figure that out. But there's always potential. It's NXT. It could always be amazing. And it's pretty much always going to be at least good. So I'm down for it. As and am I. it just means changing my schedule around and doing all that all over the round. It's, that hasn't happened enough in the past month and a half. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's talk table for three it was Superstar Wives and it featured Rebby Hardy, Kim Morton and Giovanna Angle and my first note was how the fuck was this one of the most interesting episodes in a long while <laughs> you know when you told me yeah, man, fuck I did it again <laughs> when you told me that you were really into it I immediately had to turn it on I it was so bad it was good for me because Rebby and Kim have those thick, like, New York accent. Kim to the point where it was almost phony, where she's just like, and you know, and I'm going to go get some water. And I swore and, that. <laughs> yeah. And with Rebby, it's like the typical Spanish girl. So it just like threw me back in high school. <laughs> Uh, and how, why was Giovanni Angle the anchor for this? Like, she was the middle, kind of holding the conversation together. Yeah, she really glued them to being like, hey, but how about we talk about this kind of topic, and how about we, uh, we kind of rein it in a little bit there, and it was like, she's doing the, um, like, the stuff that she wouldn't get, like, a pat on the back for, because she wasn't talking as much. It was mostly Kim Orton and Rebby Hardy, but... I was not surprised, uh, not surprised, I was not seeing this coming where I would be, like, engaged as much as I was with this, 
I thought that it was going to be one of those things, and I'm, I'm generalizing too, keep that in mind. But I was like, all right, this episode is going to be the three of them are going to order salads, and they ended up ordering pizza, which was like, pizza looked fucking good. Uh, they're going to order salads, and they're going to talk about things that I'm just going to be like, oh my god, why isn't this over yet? And from like the very start of it, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of interested in hearing this story about how they met. I'm, I'm kind of interested in hearing, oddly enough, about the engagements and all that. I'm like, I hate reality shows, and I hate things like Caroline loves shows like Love and Hip Hop, and I'm like, this stuff is garbage. <laughs> and I'm watching, you know, these three wives of these wrestlers who I'm obviously a little bit familiar with Ribby Hardy, but I've never like seen an interview with Gianna Angle or read up really anything on Kim Morton or anything like that. And I was just kind of like, all right, fucking talk. Like I'm, I'm listening, you know? Yeah. It's, it was good, but it's also the kind of TV I don't like. It was very like real housewives of New York. Style. Right. That's what I thought it was going to be more like caddy and all that. And I wouldn't have been into that. Yeah, but no, it was a really nice conversation, and Kim Morton was just a fan who was like, "Yeah, Randy's gonna make out with me, and that's it. He's mine." Like, <laughs> she's living that fan dream of what all these people that have like these yeah. fake Twitter accounts that are like, yeah. "Oh, I'm married to Dean Ambrose and all this." It's like she went went to a, uh, a wrestling event and was like, "Man, I want to fuck Orton," and then he saw her and he was like, "Hey," and she's like, "Oh right. yeah." <laughs> And not only that, but it worked out to where they live together. They're married, like for years now, like five years, I think she said. And it's like she clearly is like still super into him. And bonus points for Randy Orton being an asshole and teasing her about the proposal. Like that was a fun little story about him just being a jerk. Like I want to bend down and pretend that. Like I told you, asshole Randy Orton is the best. Orton is exactly the type of person, never met the guy, so I don't know for sure, but he seems like exactly the type of person that would be in, like, a friend group of mine, like, where you're like, if he's joking around with somebody other than me, it's funny as hell. If he's joking around with me, I'm like, you know, you're old dick, <laughs> like, that kind of thing, like, yeah. <laughs> and I like that, I mean, it's funny, like, he, earlier he tweeted something, which I thought was hilarious, which is, like, Cena had put something up about, like, you know, never let anybody take happiness away from you or something. And he was just like, oh, these marks asking you for photographs again or something. And, it's like, and then he's like, nope, charter planes only. It's, yeah. It's such a dick. <laughs> he's been doing that a lot lately, and it's so fantastic. It's awesome. Um, now I can hear my buddy Chuck going, what an asshole. <laughs> uh, I like this. I definitely recommend it. Definitely see it. Oddly yeah. enough, this is my favorite table for three that's happened in a long time since I think maybe like the Nation of Domination one or something. I I agree. See it. Yeah, very cool. So let's talk about the big thing here. This is our main event of our non-main event podcast. That's how that works. There is uh, a precedent that has been thrown out the window. Uh, WWE said, "Hey, we're gonna do a two-night superstar shakeup." That'll last three weeks. And then we're going to go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> because there is now a thing called the wild card rule, which works this way. 
according to this is their explanation for it on the episode itself. And then we're going to, you know, read through the lines kind of thing. Vince McMahon was like, hey, we don't want Roman Reigns to be on Raw. Damn it. Roman Reigns is on Raw. Hmm. Well, that's going to open up the floodgates. And also, here's Daniel Bryan. And also, here's Kofi Kingston. Okay, well, those people just happen to book their flights and whatever, and we're just going to ignore that. I know what I'm going to do. We're going to make it to where, at any random given time, three people can move over from Raw or SmackDown for one week, or however long we want, throw our hands up in the air, and we'll see what happens. And then... Shane McMahon came out with Elias, and then Lars Sullivan came out, and they kept repeating throughout the whole night, three people, three people, and then eventually they had to address the idea, oh, let's make it four, uh, five, no, Elias doesn't count, and all this, all these whacked out rules, which, that's a whole nother story, but let's be honest, what this is, is we're worried about the ratings, and the only solution that we have is, why don't we pop people every once in a while by saying, hey, there's going to be a special appearance by this person on Raw. I think it's a brilliant move because they give themselves the out of being like, well, I'm not topical right now. You know, like Roman Reigns. They put Kofi on in the main event instead of Roman Reigns because they know Kofi's topical and he's super over. So... You're going to see a lot more stuff like that, I think, going forward. Until they just end the brand split at some point. See, I don't think that that Kofi thing being in the main event is a sign of progression. I think that they've been doing for the past two years or so, the main event of Raw isn't necessarily the main event. The second hour is the main event. They just make it a two-hour show. They should, but they make more money than the third hour. And... Everything else that happened on Raw was like a standard episode of Raw. They changed a couple things around a little bit. Like, they were able to have Charlie Caruso act like an actual human being instead of a robot. And that type of stuff can go far if you keep doing that. But you can't just do it for one week and then expect people to be like, well, now we're going to go from, you know, a 1.8 to a 4.0 or something. It's not, a, a you know, a quick fix like that isn't going to fix it. And they should have learned that lesson from when they did that last panic move or the last panic move before that, which was when they said, Hey, let's throw these NXT people on there with no game plan. That didn't work. And they can't go into these meetings that they've been doing lately. These like uh, quarterly reports. And they are saying revenues down because there's a lack of star power that people were missing. And then they're going to come back. That's not the problem. Problem is, people aren't liking the writing. And it's probably not the writer's fault. So, yeah, they give too much to just be sitting back about. You know, if you decide that you're going to go into the promotion of Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, because it's supposed to go one way or the other, but we know that Raw is going to be the priority, at least until we get closer to the whole Fox thing. If the only suggestion of how to fix the ratings problems is well going into the episode we can announce that somebody from the opposite brand is going to make an appearance that's not going to work more than once or twice maybe you know yeah it's definitely a dated gimmick but like but like i said i think it's largely they suffered 
this WrestleMania season because all their hottest acts were mostly SmackDown acts with Becky and Kofi. That I think they're like, hey, if anyone gets over at any point in time, we can just slap them between both shows. It's an attempt to give themselves an out where... I mean, sometimes they don't even bother doing this, so I guess we should kind of take that for what it's worth. But this is their explanation for how they can have a non-brand split with a brand split. Yep. And unfortunately for us, we have to watch it. Uh, That'll be like if they really want to do it and they want Brock Lesnar to pop up on SmackDown in one episode, then they're going to announce that ahead of time and they're going to hope and cross their fingers that that gets the ratings to bump. But then what happens the week after that, you know, it becomes back to normal and you don't have that gimmick to go with every single week, because if you go with it every single week, then there is no brand split and then it's not special anymore. You know, it's self-defeating. I've been pushing no brand split for how long, Tony? Yeah, but that's where... Like the buck stops there. If you, you know? can't follow the parameters of your own organization, don't fucking do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like oh, it's a superstar shakeup. One week, two nights. Next week, oh, we had to change some things. Samoa Joe's on Raw. Alistair Black is on SmackDown now. The next week, oh, the Good Brothers have moved over to Raw. The next week, the B team's on. It's a come on, guy. Just don't fucking do the thing if you can't follow your own parameters. Well, what's the old phrase? Uh, The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yep. Logically, if you look at the way that WWE has been booking themselves for the past however many months... They've been trying to do the opposite of that by doing the same thing. They've been saying, we don't want to do the same thing all the time. We want to keep switching it up and we're going to just throw everything out the window and do something different. But when they do that every week, it becomes every week is let's throw everything out the window and do something different. So for five months or seven months or however long it's been, at least since like Survivor Series, Actually, before Survivor Series, because the um the World Cup thing was before Survivor Series, right? Uh yeah, that was and that that was like let's change the World Cup thing because that's going to lead into Survivor Series, and then Survivor Series became well, it doesn't really have anything to do with the World Cup, but let's have uh SmackDown get its ass kicked because that'll lead to something, and then a couple weeks later it was like, well, we're not going to really do that anymore. We're going to just have this. Let's throw the NXT people on there. Well, we're not going to really have the NXT people, but we're going to do this. Well, we're not going to really do that, but, you know, and it's like, that becomes the routine, which means if the routine from the past seven months has been whatever you're watching one week isn't necessarily going to matter the next week, then that's why the ratings stay the same, because everybody goes, I don't need to watch Raw. It's not like it's going to matter by next week, you know? That's the problem. Not, we need Roman Reigns on Raw. And again, that's their own fault. You set the people up to believe that after Mania, your show means nothing, and now you're paying for it. Literally. So this wild card thing is going to be the gimmick for at least probably tomorrow. (laughs) 
but they might continue this one actually this might be their means to be like well let's have this come into play four weeks from now or two months from now or a year from now or whatever and they continue it but i don't know i don't have a lot of stock in it at the very least i don't have any stock in it when it comes to being helpful you know oh fuck i did it again (laughs) i i like I uh, I totally lost my train of thought in the in the uh, you know thing, but I think it'll be a good ruling for now. And I think you know when in two months they want Charlotte Flair on Raw, they have the wild card rule. When they move over to Fox, and they don't want to move Brock Lesnar, hey, guess what? They have the wild card rule. <laughs> now, do you do watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've seen a few episodes. No, I don't watch religiously. Do you know the whole uh, wild card thing? I, I do because we were talking <laughs> about it before. We No, I was talking about it with Kevin where he's just like driving in the... He's in the van and he cuts yeah. the brakes and he's just wild like, wild card, card bitches! bitches. <laughs> That's what I was thinking with Vince McMahon just being like, it's a wild card. Like, just be like, you know, is he gonna cut the brakes on the fucking garbage truck backstage and just be like, wild card bitches! Yeah! All right, that, that was funny. That you know, and I saw a lot of people complaining about that. That was hysterical to me. About the garbage him thing. Go, no, him going. Well, I'm brilliant. Like I've had an epiphany. This isn't Roman's idea. He didn't defy authority. This is my idea. This is wild card, and we're gonna call it a what? Like they made it seem like we don't know what the fuck this is. We just came up with this. Like. Next oh, week, it'll have a different name. It'll be The Wild Experience. <laughs> I, I, really, I thought it would be the, the card experience. Oh, no, because then you have to go, well, that's too long of a name. We're just going to call it Card. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, next week, the War Raiders will be called Card. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that's how you get to June. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, uh, but... Uh, the wild card has potential, but I don't think it's going to be a catch-all fix for everything. And maybe it, it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It didn't work as a Survivor Series match in 1995. <laughs> That's a good deep cut. <laughs> Who was uh, it? It was uh, Ahmed. It's Ahmed, Sean, Razor, Razor and Bulldog. No, Ahmed, Sean, Sid, and Bulldog against Razor, Dean Douglas, Owen Hart, and Yokozuna. And Sean. And Sean, Bulldog, and Ahmed win. <laughs> that was worth a shot. This is why I, this is why I need... I need the, the stupid job that's just like going through their tapes for network content. Just like, uh, not quite an archivist, but... I don't know, like, what you would classify that job. Yeah, we'll call it an archivist. Just <laughs> pay me to watch your shit. I do it anyway. <laughs> Well, there you go. Never pay somebody something if they'll do it for free. That's true. Well, well I'm done watching WWE because I want to get paid for it. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for the hot tags. As far as I have on my list, anything else that we need to run down you can think of? Uh, no, but I really... Tonight, I pissed myself off with the whole you know, you know thing because I realized that I said that like seven times. But I'm sorry. 
No, you didn't know. All right, well, that is it then. We just need to round out some plugs here for everybody who wants to continue to check out Smack Talk in the future. Obviously, if you are on YouTube, you should be hitting that YouTube subscribe button because that's what it's there for. And when you do that, ring the little bell, and that way you will get the email alerts for all the next podcasts that are going to be coming up, including the next episode, which we actually already recorded, which is a commentary track for the 2011 SmackDown uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. So we did that on Saturday or so, I think. We did I don't that remember for on sure. S- Friday? No, we did that on Sunday. No, yesterday? No, we, no did... we didn't do it yesterday. I don't know. We did we, it someday. We did that on Saturday. We did it on Saturday. We did. Yeah. Uh, it was the Seamus, Sankara, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, just Wade Barrett, Daniel Bryan, and Kane. Kane. Yeah, so we did that, and that is going to be publishing or premiering on, I think, noon Eastern time on Wednesday. So, you know, be aware of that. And you could also listen to us on just audio-only type of platforms like iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher. And I think we're on, like, Podbean and, like, whatever, .fm, and we're on Anchor and so on and so forth. So if you are on any of those, then review us or rate us or thumb us up or whatever those platforms have. Give us a like, give us a share, follow, whatever those things are. Follow us, <clears throat> excuse me, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. Go to SmartOutMoment.com and check out all the other non-podcast related material that we got. So we got like the weekly articles and there's obviously updated pay-per-view predictions whenever I get a chance to do that and stuff. So that's all happening there. I've got FanboysAnonymous.com for all my geek culture review type stuff. Eventually, I'm going to be seeing Detective Pikachu on Thursday, so you'll be hearing my review of that on the latest review point. I'm going to be doing something based off of Season 4 of Lucifer. Try to binge watch that. Lots of article side of things as well, because I really want to do a lot of those. I've got plenty of ideas that I just don't have the time to work on. And if you're on the Mega Maniacs right now... Vote on the poll because I want to get a gauge of what you guys would actually want me to see. Uh, want to see me put the most amount of effort into. You know, do you really want me to reformat that Pokedex and do things like make Blastoise a part Steel type, different things like that, or do you want to know my thoughts on how to resurrect dead characters in Endgame or how to write what Kickass Three should be, like TV Ooh. series pitch of how would you do a TV show based off of The Breakfast Club? Like, lots of ideas like that that I just haven't had the time to work out. So, vote on the poll, and uh, I'll try to figure out some kind of time to work on some of those. And that's all going to be happening on fanboysanonymous.com, so obviously go on that site and check and follow all the other kind of things that go along with that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. And I've got other stuff that are happening on eWrestling News and Bleacher Report. You could always find that stuff on plenty of other things including my facebook and my twitter at tony mango uh the patreon something you should be aware of that is for a smart cat moment and fanboys there is a red bubble and a t public shop for both if you want to pick up an i love you 3000 shirt i've got five different designs that are, i think have four different variations of each design that are up on t public so that took a while that stuff all is things that you should be interested in so click around and you will follow lots of things that are going on. Thank you for all the support when you do that stuff, everybody. Rob? Are, are we supporting... Are we uh, accepting Bitcoin? Uh, 
Give us one Bitcoin. I think it's like six thousand dollars, please. Jeez, really? <laughs> yeah, like give give us a Bitcoin, guys. But as admittedly, me, I don't know a damn thing about Bitcoin, and I don't even know if I have any means to get Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I try to, but I'm just saying, like it would help me. And if you do want to help me, you can check out Time Killer Apparel. That is the best way to directly support me. That is my clothing brand. You can buy a t-shirt, hoodie. Uh, that I want to make some leggings. I really want to do more with that, but you got to understand, it's not thriving as much as I would like it to. So I have to focus on the things that do pay me, such as Tony with Fanboys Anonymous. You know? So, you know, if you support that, it would greatly help me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Duke Police. You can check out 2001 Wrestling Odyssey on all of the amazing platforms that Tony mentioned earlier. Check out my stuff on Ring Report, eWrestling News, uh, WrestleZone Daily. I'm doing Yummy in the Bank, guys. Yummy in the Bank. We're going to have fast food mascots wrestle each other because my life is wild. And that's it for me. And I literally have to get up in seven hours and go to work, so... I'm gonna nap. <laughs> and right now, I just have in my mind, yummy, yummy, yummy. I've got bank in my tummy. Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, tomorrow is happening at some point. I have to edit all this podcast stuff, so you will find out all the things that we just talked about when that happens. But for now, <laughs> we will see you later. <laughs> this has been another smart gal moment, and we're being counted out. 